Hello and welcome with another talk with Mouth Mechanics. Today we are talking about smoking. We treat a lot of smokers and we have a lot of myths that's out there. So we are going to explore the myths and the realities of those myths and how they relate to oral health. Here we go, Danita. You want to kick it off? (laughs) Because I know you got a lot to say with treating and then Ash, you're right there in the trenches with us. So do. Yes, I do. Let's start with the myths. The myth that just putting it in your mouth and not inhaling is not doing any damage is definitely doing some damage. So if you take something, let's say you take a piece of meat. You don't chew it, but you put it in your mouth. So what that does is it kicks off your salivary glands. So if you have just this cigarette or pipe or your edible, whatever it is that you are putting in your mouth, it kicks off your salivary glands. And then the saliva is sitting on your teeth. It's just sitting there. Now you have this toxin. So let's just be honest. I understand that we weed is herbal. We found that out on the movie Friday that God put this here for me. <laughs> we found that out on the movie Friday. But those toxins are sitting on your teeth. It gets into your gum tissues. It gets into your bloodstream. It gets into your bone. And you come in here, you want to replace a missing tooth with an implant. You can't do that. You can't. You got a rotten tooth and you want us to take it out, but you still want to smoke. And because you've been smoking all my life, I had to smoke. So because (laughs) you've been smoking, now the teeth are brown. And you want us to do a whitening. That's right. But you don't want to stop smoking. So even just holding certain things in your mouth, it has an effect on what's going on in your mouth. You can think just putting that cigarette there because it's just the filter. I think one of my patients said that it's the filter that's in my mouth. So I just let it hang. I haven't watched the movies where people be on the corner and they let the cigarette hang. Uh, Yes. So what you're not going to do... Because I be paying attention to the front of that cigarette. So when they be on that movie and they're talking, you see it light up a little that bit. That means they're taking a drag. They are taking they a puff. You're still yeah. taking a puff. It's the same thing. You're still doing damage and to the mouth. That, the nicotine and tar is activated. But you know what, Danita, talk on that. I like what you had mentioned. You're smoking. But it's because we detect it. That's right. You you say it too. You can smell it, even though someone is denying it because they think it's more of a moral issue, a moral crisis, but it is really a biological crisis. So we're not here harping on you. We understand. We're here to help. And we understand that it is more of a biological crisis than a moral crisis. And if we can help you to see the impact that it has on your smile, because we do care about our smiles. Yes, we do. Especially with our selfies. And nowadays with social media. So we can help you understand the impact that it has, the devastating impact that it has on the mouth, then maybe you'll be able to be encouraged to say, I have a desire to stop smoking. So that's what we're here for. So please don't think that we're we're coming down hard on anyone that smokes. There's 34.1 million people that smoke according to the CDC. And so we're here for you. But the transparency, let's, yeah. pay, let's take off with that, the transparency. I'm going to be very honest with you. In that 34.1, I know I I was one of 34.1 because I used to smoke weed. Thank you for the transparency. (laughs) I used to to smoke weed. I used to, listen, if we're going to talk about it, let's talk about it. I used to eat it too. I used to have edibles, not because he's not here, but I had someone teach me how to make butter. Yes. So I would 
make my toast. Like baking cookies almost? <laughs> yes. And I had my butter. I would make, make my toast and I would put my butter on there and I would be fine. I promise you, this is a judgment-free exactly. podcast. Yes. But what I also had to realize what I was doing to me when I <laughs> That's was... Right. I had to realize what I was doing to me when I was smoking. And I said, um, this isn't going to work. Now, I'm cute. Y'all can say, I don't care what y'all think about me. <laughs> this is cute. But when them lips started turning darker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, smoker's lips and all that. That's right. You can definitely tell if somebody's smoking by their lips. Lips sure. and the smoker's breath. Yes. We'll get into that too. But yes, there are tall tale signs that will, even if you deny it, we can still tell. The person I was dating was a smoker. They would come and I'd be like, man, your breath stinks. I can't kiss you. (laughs) None of the rinses were helping. None of the rinses were helping. But then I began to smoke. There was a taste. Smoking leaves a taste. It leaves a film. The inside of your cheeks turn colors. And I was like, no, mm, no, I can't do this. Because for me, I just wasn't looking cute the way I was. I was still cute, but not cute the way I wanted to be cute. I was still cute. Now, this all transpired into me going into dental assisting school. So when I get into dental assisting school and we start getting on oral risk factors and we start talking about the things that increase cavities, the things that increase cancer, and they had that joint on the screen. And I was like, my little piece of weed that God put in for me and you is going to make me lose my teeth. That's the biggest myth. That's the biggest myth right there because it is a natural herb. So you're thinking natural, nature, why not? But when it hits the heat, that's right. It changes. When you add stuff to it, it changes. That's right. When you smoke it in something else, it changes. All of those things play a part in what it's doing to our mouths. When you think about nicotine, I mean, we all seen the commercials. They say it's rat poison in nicotine. Now, I don't know about anybody else, so I'm going to just talk for the mouth for kids. We're not going to sit at a table and feast on rat poison. Exactly. That's right. I would think that that would scare a lot of people. I think you get into that now. You get into the addictive part yeah. of it. So now when you have an addiction, you don't even think rationally you just want the brain wants and so it's driving the person to just go and get i need that next satisfaction that pleasure regardless of what the uh, negative is doing because i don't think anyone wants the negativity no no one wants it it's now a chemical in the brain and we'll get into that on the next the impacts of addiction but that's what it is that's why it's no longer a moral issue it's biological because you're driven by something else and I'm glad you brought back up the moral issue because when you all come see us, we want you to be honest. When you go see anybody, when you go see anybody that's a licensed healthcare professional, we want you to be honest so that we can honestly treat you. That's right. And when we do procedures, although when you leave from out of our presence, we are still treating you because we give post-op instructions. Right. And then we ask you to come back and see us so that you're healing properly. There's a way to heal. You can heal improperly and you can heal properly. So we bring you back in so that you can heal properly. But the only way to get to the proper way of healing is to be honest at the first appointment. Mm-hmm. So if we ask you, do you smoke? It's because we professionally care about you. 
and we personally care about ourselves. Let me tell you something. I don't care how much you smoke. I'm not going to lose my license for how much. <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to lose this license. Doc is not going to put anything on the line. Ashley is not going to put anything on the line. So when we ask you, especially our implant patients. Yes. When we ask you, do you smoke? Because we have to make sure that we are treating you properly. You have to qualify for an implant. Everybody does not qualify. A missing tooth does not automatically qualify you to receive an implant. It does not. After their bone loss, there are a lot of factors to play into that. Well, the gum, you've talked about the bone. Let's go uh, before the first level, the gum tissue. Because we all know you lose gum tissue, the bone will follow. And you know what's right behind that? That the is teeth the teeth. Out. The teeth are out. The teeth are definitely out. When you all come at one, stains. Everything that you smoke has a specific stain color. So cigarettes don't stain the same color that weed. So that's another way when y'all swear up and down, I don't care how much cologne and how much bath and body works <laughs> you spray. I don't care this. Oh, can I brush my teeth and rinse before you go in it? That, no, no, no. <laughs> even if, I'm being honest with you, even if you stood outside and smoked on the windiest day, when you come in here and I look in your mouth and I don't care if you brush with bleach, when I get under them gums and I start to remove stuff, I show my patients, you see this green chunk right here? That came from that weed that you smoke. How do you know I smoke weed? This green chunk right here <laughs> that I just said something about, this brown stain. That's how I know. And then when I look at your x-rays, there is a level where your bone should be. That heat, those toxins, it eats away at your bone. It eats away at your supporting structures. So while you are thinking that this isn't really having an effect on my oral health, it does have an effect on your oral health. When you think about heat, one thing that heat does is it dries your mouth out. So now you add a risk for cavities. Mm -hmm. Now you add a risk for cavities. And then the other thing Outside of drying the mouth out, you're at a risk for cavities. You're at a risk for losing the teeth. Okay. Then you're also at a risk for oral cancer. That's right. Yes. You are also at a risk for oral cancer. That heat, the heat that changes. And you start to see yeah. the white leukoplakia patches mm -hmm. in the mouth. That's that precursor for mm -hmm. cancer. Yes, it is. So in case you want to ignore it when you're doing your self-exams, your oral cancer self-exams, which we all should be doing, checking our mouths periodically. When you see that, you know, uh-oh, I know exactly where I'm headed. And the other thing, eating gums is not normal. There are things that the mouth just do not do. So your gum all the way down, that's not normal. So if you see that something's going on and when you come see us, be honest with what's going on. Be honest. Because I ask my patients, what are your habits? What are your habits? What do you do? Are you smoking weed? Are you smoking cigarettes? Are you chewing tobacco? What is it that you're doing? Because that helps me help you. That definitely helps me help you. And then your tongue. We talked about the tongue before. If you did not listen to the first episode, I need you to go back and I need you to listen to the first episode and then I need you to get them tongue scrapers. Your tongue tells on you too because that smoke, it sits there and the breath. Everything you eat, and it gets even worse with smoking because it causes the hairy tongue. So now imagine you've got long hair, projectile from your tongue, <laughs> holding on to more plaque, food yes. debris. And that there you go. So you got that smoker's breath that's you, present. And I understand, especially in the pandemic. And I tell people, whatever you have to do to keep your mental health healthy, by all means, do it. 
But on the flip side of that, we are doing whatever we have to do to keep your dental health healthy. So when you come in, I'm not going to bash you. If I'm clean your teeth and you still want to go outside and smoke, by all means, still go outside and smoke. But I am going to let you know what you're doing when you're smoking. I am going to let you know that there are just some things like with the stains and the whitening patients. They want to get a cleaning and then they want to get their teeth whitened and then they want to go right outside and they want to start smoking. But let's just talk about whitening for a little bit turns your enamel into a sponge. So it's going to soak up everything that you have now done. So if without the whitening, the smoking turns your teeth brown, can you just imagine what your teeth are going to look like now Mm -hmm. once you go outside and smoke? So when you come in and I realize that you smoke and your chief concern is your stains and you want to get it whitened, although my eyes, and I've been talking to my eyes, I look in the mirror and I talk to my eyes and I tell them, shut up. But sometimes they keep talking. (laughs) So although my eyes are like, are you serious? This is not going to work. When we say to you, because that's another procedure that you have to qualify for. So when we say to you that you're not a good candidate, we're not being mean. Right. We don't, we don't want, want you wasting, wasting money. money. That's Even it. If you do have good oral hygiene over time, different things can stain your teeth. So it's not like if you get a whitening, it'll just go away automatically. Like it's a process over time. So coffee stains your teeth, the things that you eat, you know. So the smoking is, you know, it's definitely a factor. Impeccable hygiene. I like that you touched on that. Just because you do have great hygiene, or it won't affect me. Smoking won't because I have great hygiene. They barely have any calculus or tartar to take off my teeth. But you are literally strangling the life out of the gum tissue because of the blood vessels. Nicotine constricts the blood vessel, which supplies the oxygen to the gum tissue, which is healthy. We need that gum tissue to be healthy. So great home care. We love it. But still understand there is a devastating effect that is happening on the gum tissue because of the lack of the oxygen, depleting the oxygen. When you come in and you ask, why are my gums this color? And when you come in and you want to know why your lips are this color, but you have impeccable hygiene, like you in the mirror for 15, 25,000 minutes, brushing, flossing, tongue scraping, mm-hmm. you yodeling, see you. like you're doing you. everything. We salute you for that great home care. But. I appreciate it. <laughs> but the reason your gums look this way is because of what you're smoking. The reason your lips look this way is because of what you're smoking. And I'm going to be extremely honest with you. I don't know about anybody else. So this is just me and I'm just one licensed professional. I have yet to come across a smoker who did not bleed. I have yet to come across a smoker who did not have some form of plaque or tartar buildup underneath their gums. I have yet to come across a smoker who has not had some increased bones. Mm -hmm. That's right. I have yet to come across a smoker who has not had a missing tooth or a cavity. Right. You're absolutely right. Because there are damaging effects, even if you have impeccable hygiene. Mm -hmm. That's one of the myths that we really needed to address because Mm -hmm. people just think, well, I brush and floss. I make sure I get that nicotine or those effects of the staining off. But it's far deeper. Even with, oh, I don't eat, you know, a lot of sweets. I don't eat junk food. I don't eat a lot of candy, but they're still smoking. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that increases the rest of the What I want us to understand is the brushing deals with the outside of the teeth and the flossing deals with what's underneath the gums. But that heat and those toxins go on the inside. 
We're not doing anything for what's happening on the inside. So what's happening is your cells are doing something. I promise you, you can get a sandblaster and take care of them stains if you want to. But what you're doing is doing something on the inside that we really can't see. You're doing something on the inside. And even with your bone, yeah, we're removing the bacteria that causes your bone to, I tell my patients, run away. You know, if you don't want to floss, then just wave bye-bye to your bone. If you don't want to water pick, wave bye-bye to your bone. But even with your bone, that heat and those toxins that get in there. So I applaud you. You sometimes may or may not can make my job a little easier, but there's nothing that you're doing with your impeccable everything that's getting on the inside and dealing with your cell structure that's causing certain things to happen. Mm -hmm. Even with your tongue, once that papilla is elongated, it's not shrinking. You can't cut it. So you have to now, because you're smoking, you have now caused yourself more work because you have to work harder. That's right. You have to work harder. It's almost like working through weeds, if we're going to be honest. It's almost like working through weeds. So you really have to work harder to keep your tongue clean. You have to work harder to keep your breath fresh. <laughs> you have to work harder. And the risk of oral cancer. I was about to say it with a show of hands. So it means we must be, <laughs> we must be going in the studio, ladies. Because I was about to say, with a show of hands, who does an oral cancer screening at home? Not many. I poll a lot of patients on my side and they do not. I didn't know what to look for. There are lesions that you will catch. Let's just start with last week alone. My, my God. We're going to go yes. with that. That was a full was week a we were. We're off this Thursday. Happy Veterans Day. This Happy is a Veterans, Veterans Day. Day. So we, we thank you for your service. So this is a Veterans Day recording. But just last week alone, I can't even count how maybe 15 could be more. That's just on your side. Yes, that we have found lesions and then patients are looking shocked when we grab the intraoral camera and we take that picture. Ashley, they're looking. Is that my mouth? I chuckled because now we only, we only went into one mouth, okay? It's only one mouth in the chair. But is that my mouth? That can't, that's not me, is it? <laughs> it's like, yes. It's you. It is you. That lesion that was growing, you did not see that. And it's not like it's in the back of the mouth. We had someone the other day with a nice fibroma who smokes and they smoke weed. Oh, but I just smoke weed though. I don't do cigarettes anymore. And I said, no, it's a lesion. We definitely have to have biopsy, but it can come from just smoking any smoke because of nicotine and it causes damaging effects. But yeah, it was it just chocolate. Is that my mouth? You, you sure that's me? Yes, it's you. But you have to do an assessment because you want to catch those things very early. We can send you over with brush biopsies and just to make sure it's not malignant. And I ask my patients, because I do ask, do they smoke? I ask all the patients, do they smoke? And when they tell me that they do and I say, okay, well, before you leave, I'm going to show you how to do your oral cancer screening mm -hmm. at home. And then I go, oral cancer screening? What? Why would I do an oral cancer screening? Because you just told me that you smoke, which means that you've increased your chances because smoking is carcinogenic. And if you smoke weed, come on here, munchies, because the cyst will get a Snickers quick. <laughs> yeah, Snickers and some Cheetos that's and right. a grape soda. Those were my go-to munchies. And that's another thing. When you smoke weed, also, it causes you to grab for sweeter things, unhealthy things. So mm -hmm. that also causes cavities as well. Mm -hmm. So you're not going for the most healthiest things. You're looking for candy, sweet stuff, things like that. So mm -hmm. the other thing I have not come across 
I have not come across one smoker in a family. Mm-hmm. I have not. Either somebody generations up smoke or chew tobacco or somebody in the same generation. Because I get high with my friends. I never got high alone. I got high with friends and family. So then the other thing is history. Let's talk about the medical history. Because if there's other cancers in the bloodline and you're smoking, you increase your chance. You increase the increase. Mm-hmm. because you're already a risk factor because unfortunately was through the bloodline. But then you increase the increase when you add on smoking, when you add on whether you're doing hookah, because even though they have tobacco-free hookah, they also have the hookah with the tobacco in it. So that play, all of the things, come on in here, all of the things that we think are just social and we're just having a good time, they are affecting, they are definitely affecting what's going on here. That's right. That's right. The other thing that smoking, I remember I was dating this young man and I could never, because I didn't smell like on their clothes and stuff. I did not smell hair. I did not smell it. But she had no teeth in her mouth now. That's that long lasting. It's, it's slow. It creeps up on you. She has no teeth in her mouth now. And then when I think about, because then they began to smoke. Mm-hmm. And then one of the kids, I remember then this is I was working at Peria office and they was like, man, it hurts really bad. And they hadn't been to the dentist in a long time. And I was like, well, come on in and we'll take an x-ray and we'll see what's going on. So we take this one x-ray. Now I knew when they opened their mouth, oh, <laughs> it's more than one tooth. <laughs> this is more than one tooth. But when we took that one x-ray, they were young and they were literally on the verge of being like their mom, with no teeth in their mouth, with no teeth in their mouth. That's why you said it's compounded. You have the genetic factor, and Mm -hmm. now you're going to add the physical Mm -hmm. to compound the incident. I really don't think that society as a whole understands the effects Mm -hmm. of what we're doing. Oh, I'm going to just take this cig- Listen, I'm going to have sex and it's going to be bomb and I'm going to roll over and light this cigarette. You ain't going to have no teeth. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hanging out on the patio. Listen, I'm be honest with you all. I love hookah. I do like to do hookah and I love to set an atmosphere. So I'll do a tobacco-free hookah and I'll have it out on my balcony and I'll have, I'll, I'll light some candles and I'll have my wine and I'll have my music. And I'm just mellowing out mm-hmm. because people ain't gets hard. I don't care what y'all say, yeah. but people ain't gets hard. And then when I'm done, not all the time, but there are times when I'm done and I'm like, okay, you're going to have to lay off of this for a little bit. Because the moment you do not smoke, and that's the crazy thing, the moment you're done smoking, you have now decreased the chances of negative effects. But the moment you light back up, and then I had the audacity to have hookah and some wine. So I got two risk factors. I got two risk factors. Now, what about our caffeine lovers, too? Now you got, now that's a third. If you tend to drink that coffee, you need that coffee in the morning before Uh you treat that first patient. That Uh caffeine works just like nicotine. So you have to be careful with, even though they sell it and this is legal and everyone else is doing it socially, but it still has an effect. The caffeine. So now you have the caffeine and the nicotine both together combined. And what if you're like a heavy coffee drinker and a heavy chain smoker? But they hold on. Because you know, they have the Red Bull and like, Mm -hmm. is it the Red Bull and the Hennessy mixed together? Mm -hmm. They sure do. (laughs) Yeah. 
Man, the stuff I used to do. Thank God for change. <laughs> well, they say God takes care of babies and fools. So, and I was a, I look, I was a fool having babies, smoking and drinking. <laughs> oh my smoking goodness, smoking and drinking, smoking and drinking. Wow, but I have to when I see patients, especially, and then coming doing the medical history. That's the first thing that we do. The first thing, before we even ask you, do you smoke? Even though we can or cannot smell it. Because some of you all, to y'all whip them locks. I'm like, oh, you smoke. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, all in the yeah. We go through your medical history. So you say you had a stroke and you're smoking. You say you had a heart attack mm-hmm. and you're smoking. You have high blood pressure. You have diabetes. You're dealing with cholesterol and you're smoking. And I understand glaucoma and smoking. But there's medicinal ways to take care of certain things. And if we're going to talk about it, even though you have that medicinal marijuana card, it is to deal with the systemic issue. It's really to deal with the systemic issue. And when you do that, and I I don't know because I don't really deal with the medicinal side of marijuana. But I do tell my patients that tell me that they have the medicinal marijuana car, I do encourage them to come see me more often. That's right. Not just twice a year. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I do encourage them. I don't encourage them. I don't be like, uh-uh, no, girl, you can't smoke. Okay, so then I'm going to see you in three months. Yeah, I'm going to see you in three months because what I am going to do is be proactive and not be reactive. Because I'm even though we're dealing with your body, with your mouth, we're also dealing with your entire body. So it just be honest with us. Just man, everything that, especially with your habits, we're not here to judge. We're here to help. We don't have a heaven or a hell to put anybody in. We don't. <laughs> we don't. We don't have no connects with the DEA and the FBI. <laughs> We're not going to put nobody on no kingpin charges yeah, exactly. or anything like, like that. Like they're under investigation. That's the, that's right. They ask some questions like, we're just uh-huh. trying to help you. And always keep in mind, it's HIPAA. So we yeah. are bound to keep your information private. So we certainly will do that. We respect that. Even with my teenagers. Even with my 17 and 18 and 19-year-olds, when they come in and I'm like, you smoke, don't tell my mother, please don't do this. And I'll be like, well, because you are this age, I cannot tell your mom, but I am going to educate you. Yes. And I do talk to them about the oral cancer screenings. And I do because I love that good old camera. I show them where they're bleeding. Mm -hmm. So I am going to bring you back in a little sooner. So just always be honest with us because... In the business that we are in, we do majority of the time end up on the reactive side of what's going on with you. But we would be preferred to be proactive. That's right. If we could get in there and try to save that cavity from turning into a root canal, into an extraction, into an Yes. Because as they say, prevention is better than the cure. That's right. So, yeah. Well, no, if you do those post-op instructions or not. And when you come back in. That's right. It'll be on the voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it will be on the voicemail. Or they would, what y'all say? They meet y'all here in the morning? That's yes. true. They meet us here at 7 and we start at 7.30. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's very significant that you do because you're asking people to come back requesting the patients to come back on a frequency, higher frequency recall. It not only plays a role just locally on the mouth, Mm -hmm. but you don't realize the impact you have on them psychologically because now they Mm -hmm. keep hearing it. And when I come to do their exam, they'll say, do you realize it's been 30 days since I had a cigarette? And I go, 
oh my goodness, it's working. But we don't just, I don't think they realize the impact slowly that we're having when we have them come back every three months as opposed to every six. It's not just locally, you keep in there. They send their oral health. I see this improvement because I'm coming back, but it's something psychologically now that you're working on because not a lot of people are as fortunate as you when you say, you know what, I realize I need to put this down. They realize it, but they just can't. I just saw a lady the other day and in her mouth, I've just watched her regress, especially with the pandemic. The quarantine haven't been able to come in in a, a year and a half. And my heart just bled for her. And her husband was there saying, I stopped smoking. I've been trying to get her to stop for over 15 years. And she's having all these mouth problems. She has a leukoplakia. She has the dry mouth. Her mouth is just in pain. She can't even enjoy her food. And I said, yeah, I guarantee you, if you stop smoking and in two weeks, you'll just feel better. Her walking was debilitated. I just watched her and I said, oh my gosh, the smoking. So I was so glad we were doing this podcast today and so many myths. And they just can't. She wants to, but she just can't from a biological standpoint. And some people are just not fortunate. But if she comes in and I told her, get in on the schedule, see Danita, come in every three months. And she says she will. And I believe you'll start to have that because she has a desire. So now when you have somebody working with you and setting the goals, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Am I why I need to stop smoking? I believe she'll be successful with it. But I am a mother, but I do not mother my patients. I do not mother my patients. I am going to be very real, very open and very transparent with you. And I'm going to love on you. I'm going to love you to your healing. I am going to love you into your healing. Because I don't, I have had some hygiene friends. They can be a little aggressive. Now, I'm not coming back to see you in three months. I'm going to go see somebody else. Because what I do realize and what I do appreciate is when they are honest, that's a level of vulnerability and trust. And we can't misuse that and we can't mishandle it. And then I can't make you feel bad. You're here. I know I have patients that say, I haven't been here in so long or I haven't, you know, been to see a a dentist or, you know, in five, 10 years. And I know my mouth is jacked up. And the first thing I do is say, well, I thank you for trusting us. I thank you. I thank you for trusting us. And you are in the right place with the right people at the right time. So let's go. So if they feel like they have a cheerleader, if they feel like they have somebody that's going to get in the valley with them, they tend to go through the valley a little quicker. They do tend to go through the valley a little quicker. But I did not think about it like that. My whole thing was to get them back in three months to make sure that they remain healthy, see where they were with what's going on, because everybody does not want to quit. Everybody does not want to quit. But just to see where they are, where they were with what's going on. And I'll see you back in three months and celebrate every milestone. I celebrate. Even if they went from, I smoked five packs a day, now I'm down to four. I I say, hooray, we just celebrate together. Taking the initiative in the first place is a step. It is, it is. I watched Zariah last night and she was trying to take the, I have a high, I'm in class. So I have highlighters and I'm taking the top off and I'm putting the top on it. She's watching me. So she's trying to take the highlighter top take it off and put it back on. And she was having a hard time putting it on. But every time she got really close to that top, going back on the highlight, I was like, yeah, it's all right. That's it. Mm -hmm. And the more I cheered her on, the more she wanted to put that top. Mm -hmm. That's right. To put Mm -hmm. that top back on the highlighter. And when she finally got it on, now she's only one, so she didn't have the strength to push the top all the way down. When she finally got it on, she took that highlighter to show me in the top 
slipped off <laughs> and went over by the entertainment stand. And she looked at that top and she looked back at me and she started clapping her hands. That's right. I'm going to celebrate myself because yeah. <laughs> I know what and I've yeah. done. <laughs> she went over there and got that top and put it back on. Yeah. And and so then at this one, I had to tell her, okay, now Zariah, stop. Because then she realized she could do it this way and the top would flip over this side. She clapped, no, we're not flinging tops around <laughs> Mimi's house. We are not flinging tops. But that's the thing. If we start to celebrate them, they'll start to celebrate themselves right. and they'll keep going. We become the cheerleaders. That's right. And they keep going. Significant role. So y'all just be honest with us. We're going to be honest with you mm-hmm. and we're going to do right. it in loving kindness. We're going to push you to your goal and be honest. If the goal is to quit, we're going to push you to quit. If the goal is to keep on smoking, we're just going to make sure that we keep your mouth as healthy as possible. That's right. We're going to aid you in keeping your mouth as healthy as possible. We want you to live a long time. With all your teeth, that's right. Whatever we put them back in on that. (laughs) (laughs) And so we didn't even touch on that with the dentures. It's just a whole nother topic of discussion. But there you have it. You have the myths and you have the cold hard facts. What it can do to the oral health, not just the oral health, but the body as a whole. So thank you again for joining us, the Mouth Mechanic. I'm Dr. Davis, your host. I am Danita, your friendly hygienist. I am Ashley Hart, dental assistant. And with that, we're out. We say keep smiling. <laughs>